You're listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith, and I hope wherever you are in the world and whatever you're doing, you are doing very well. You're about to listen to my conversation with a bloke called Ben Catley. He is from Perth. He's an outstanding singer, songwriter, and a very underrated guitarist, I must say. I had a chat to him on the eve of the release of a single that he released called Open Skies, and I believe he was just about to go on a tour of regional Queensland. So let's hear what Ben has to say. Ben, I want to welcome you to the show. Can you tell Thank you very us, much, sir. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? And then, of course, I have a heap of questions to ask you about your fantastic music. Oh, blimey. Um, oh, so I, uh, I've been in Australia now just over six years. I came from, um, from Newcastle in the north of England. Um, and uh, yeah, I wasn't really intending on even staying in Australia, to be honest. I came here for like a six month travel, um, but things just worked out really quick and um, certainly found a, a spot in the music scene pretty quick. Um, it's it's far more flourishing over here, music wise, than the UK. Um, so, I, I, yeah. Is that right? Up, um, yeah, well, I, I find so anyway, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just. Uh, it's really hard for musicians over there. Like the, it's really hard to get fees and stuff until you get to a really good level. And um, yep. to know there's there's so many good like good musicians and and it's just it's really fierce over there, I guess. So I've got musician mates back over there who really struggle through. Um, so I feel very fortunate over here to be able to to be able to tour and stuff and, and make a bit of a living from it and things like that. So yeah, mate, tell me what's going on over there in Perth because I I think in the last twelve months I've chatted to more or oh, Melbourne maybe just slightly more, but certainly Perth mm. mate is a very close second and especially in the last oh. two months or so i think i've only spoken to artists from melbourne uh from from perth sorry yeah right so, so what's your take on that that creatively fertile atmosphere that's going on over there um oh yeah i mean i guess maybe the isolation has a has something to do with it us being kind of kind of i don't know tucked away a little bit on the, the other side of the uh, of the country and we, we have our own little pocket and you know it's a really tight-knit community it's it's pretty hard to um to go through the perth community and and not come across people you know and uh, you know everybody is is um experienced each other's live music and and has uh, had a chat with each other um you know it's pretty um everyone's pretty familiar with each other um i don't know, i think that's a pretty good environment to uh, to feed from um, it kind of keeps you on your toes um you know and certainly plenty of amazing musicians here that i'm always looking up to i'm like yeah. oh, shit i've got to kind of you know get up to that kind of level so it, it keeps you pretty hot on your feet i think yeah um, well that's a, yeah it's very if you don't mind i'll just talk about this for as long as we we want to talk about it but you mm. come from the uk you come from newcastle Correct. in the uk i understand and uh you've, you've landed here in perth now I've, I've known a few people that look you know i'm facebook friends with them or what have you that have got come from australia specifically sydney mm. over to the uk and um so i guess we have a perception that if you want to make it that you've got to leave australia to achieve that success because obviously if you're in england or the uk you're closer to continental europe and you know north america is a commercially fertile bonanza yes true so did you did you move over here specifically for music or for just a bit of a break no not at all i, I yeah i just came here for a bit of a new adventure i left my job and just thought right i'm gonna gonna try something something new and see what happens um and i i wasn't uh, even planning on and i in fact i didn't even do kind of acoustic or solo music um, at the time I, I barely had even stood in front of a microphone i was always a um a guitarist in kind of rock bands and metal bands and some bluesy and some pop stuff um so i i didn't even touch the microphone and then when i came out here on my own i, th- I thought i'd start uh giving it a go and then it all kind of started from here so no i certainly didn't come across this way for for the music factor um, so it was it was a wonderful pleasant surprise i guess <laughs> yeah cool mate 
So let, let's. So the release I've got, the most recent one from you yourself, is Open Skies backslash Strong Hands. So is that like a double mm-hmm. A side, or is it intended to be a taste of an album to come? Um, oh, a bit of both, yeah. I mean, I guess it kind of shows where, where my my style has has arrived at. I guess um, certainly with moving to Australia being a, a factor and and changing my style um, significantly. Um, but no, yeah, I'd like those to kind of be an introduction to into what I might release in the next six to twelve months for sure. So strong hands, mate. Now, please tell me that's a track that is all over Triple J because it bloody well should be. Is that? <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are they supporting it? Are they getting behind it for you? Yeah, Strong Hands got me my first um, first uh, J players actually on the the Roots and All show with with um, okay, Checky, cool. yep. um, which I, I was stoked about. Yeah, so um, yeah, cheers. So, what about live, mate? I mean, it's that's a song that could probably break out and live a life of its own. No disrespect to Open Skies, of course, but Strong Hands, <laughs> mate, it just hit me straight away, and I think it'll do that for a lot of people. Yeah. Oh, great! Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's my. Uh, I guess that, that sound, that kind of gritty rock, is is kind of what I grew up on and what I I played around in pubs in the UK since the age of sixteen, pretty much. Um, so that kind of that's been with me for a while. Um, yeah. Uh, well, correct hmm. me, mate. Correct me if I'm wrong, but there's some pretty mean alternate picking acoustic guitar playing going on on there. That's yourself, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Say again, sorry. That's yourself playing the guitar on the track. Yes, yeah, yeah. I play, play a little guitar bits, yeah, and um, there's a little bit of vocals at the end, which um, I found a way to kind of sing into my guitar, which I, I do a bit in, in my live performance, which is always a bit of fun. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's a good, good little sound effect as well. So um, yeah, it's, it's 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 good fun to play. It's quite lively and pretty up tempo. So. Mm-hmm. So look, my, my show is called Scars and Guitars, so I do like to focus on um, on the musician side of thing, the musicianship. And I mean, your your acoustic guitar playing is about as good as you're going to hear on a, a release on oh, radio, geez. mate. You know, before you start veering off into that John Gom sort of stuff. Oh, you know. oh, what a what a hero! Yeah, fantastic guitar player, <laughs> but he's you're not going to probably hear him on radio anytime soon unless it's a special no, show. No, that's true. It's a pretty acquired taste in it in a certain way, I guess. Yeah, but he's fantastic. But mm. your playing, mate, is is very good. So, can you tell us a little bit about what inspired you to pick up the guitar? Um, well, I was about um, about eight years old, I think, and my uh, my Andy gave me this huge, well, it felt pretty huge at the time, um, kind of um, acoustic guitar with three strings on it. Uh, and I, I, I'm pretty sure I thought that um, a guitar was meant to be played with three strings for about a year or two um, until my dad looked at it and went, oh, I'm pretty sure there's meant to be six strings on that. <laughs> we'll buy you some strings. <laughs> um, and then it was a whole new world. It's like double the playing. Um, and then, yeah, just start, I think started listening to the Beatles and Oasis originally. And then um, it wasn't until I was about 16 that I started listening to like the complete other spectrum of like Joe Satriani and proper shredders like that who was still still to to this day one of my my favourites. I'd never tried to attempt that kind of woodly shred stuff but um, I've I've always admired his kind of um, his creative escapes and how he he thinks about music from a totally instrumental perspective Um, so I guess some of that thought process comes through in in my music maybe with a few instrumental bits Okay Um, Yeah, what sort of guitars are you playing? Are you playing Martins or Maitens? Yeah, I've got a maiden. Uh, I've got a few of those, but I pretty much only only use that, um, and that comes on the road with me all the time. And um, yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, yeah. yeah, I played a. I actually went to the trouble of not specifically to do this, but when I was in New York, I went to Staten Island and I bought a Martin, an orchestra oh, yes. model, and it was a piece of shit. Excuse my language. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, made... I, I must admit, I've not enjoyed many Martins I've played. I'm I'm, I'm with you there. What is going on with them? I tell you what, I know that I remember talking to the guys in the Gabba guitar shop over here in Brisbane, and they mm. basically don't stock Martin anymore 
God, I hope I can say this without getting sued. But um, <laughs> they're not stocking it because of the quality of the work that is being produced by the factory there in Pennsylvania at the moment. And look, Ooh, this nice. is a couple of years ago, and I thought they were bullshitting, to be honest with you. So I bought a Martin <laughs> blind, but I tried to use it in a few live settings, and it just wasn't there. And a mate lent me yeah, his nine hundred dollar mate, and it beat the living daylights out of it. And I've been using that ever since. Yeah, um, yeah, right. so I don't, yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Maybe it's just the Queensland pine, or I mean, most of the cheaper ones Perhaps. from Martin are Queensland pine, and that's what I've got. Um, yeah, yeah. But the resonance quality, um, especially when you're doing bar chords, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. When I was doing mm. bar chords on the Martin, there was just no resonance there, and I really had to beat the living daylights out of the, the string with my yeah, right, right hand to the point where my fingers were bleeding, and that's Ooh, it was physically, you know, painful to actually hard, continue hard playing. Hard work, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was hard work. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, the maidens just kind of sing when you hit the old bar chords. They're just so bright and, and got heaps of tone to, the, to it. Yeah, in a different world. Yeah, I should add, this show is in no way, shape or form endorsed by uh, Maiden, but if they want to give me a good time, <laughs> they can. And you too, mate. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> so, Tijuana Cartel. Now, is this the same Tijuana Cartel that we would have seen over here playing at places like Corumban RSL? Um, yeah, for sure. I'm not, I'm not sure about that venue. Um, I, I'm not hugely familiar with with the Over East um, at the moment. Um, but yeah, th- those guys for sure. Yeah, yeah, they're Sunny Coast based, I think. I think mm. Spot on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I think yeah. that's the case. Yeah. So I've seen them a few times. The last time I saw them, I should point out was Corumban RSL. But how did your yeah, cool. relationship with the cartel start? Um, I, I supported them over in, a, in WA about uh, maybe six months back or something like that, um, which which was epic. I mean, getting to play to, to their crowd um, was great, and um, they're, they're an incredible live show, so just getting to watch from side stages is great. And then, yeah, I just um, I, when Strong Hands came out, I um, I asked if uh, if they'd do a remix of it, which just came out a few days ago, actually, and uh, I'm pretty stoked by that indeed. Um and they're also kind of good mates with another band, Caladad, who I've uh, who they've done a lot of touring with, uh, with them in support. And then I've I've supported Caladad quite a lot around the country. So, um, yeah, that was just a good link up there, I guess. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it's actually a, a, a very harmonious partnership. I think of, I can. Um, they've done pretty good work actually with that track. Um, they did the um, Strong Hands remix, didn't they? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That was only no, released. I'm so stoked. That was only released yesterday. Is that right? Um, yeah, kind of. It, it popped out on New Year's Day, pretty much on on Spotify and stuff. Yeah. Well, that should get some. Um, you know, you know, like a lot of nightclubs, mate, that play electronic music and house music and. Made well, like, that's 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 the idea of it. Yeah, just try and get in different spaces. Like you know, as, a, as an acoustic artist, it's quite hard to find yourself in in kind of different um, spaces. 